From CPR News, this is Colorado Matters. It's not your average trivia night. Welcome to Black People Know Things. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. As we close out Black History Month, we take you to an event highlighting Colorado Black history facts and building community along the way. A lot of people don't know about the rich history that we have access to here, right here in Colorado. So much has happened here that has shaped and informed so much in society. So to be able to just sit in it, to celebrate it, to honor it, and to listen to how others come and learn about it, that also is a benefit. Plus, it's a whole lot of fun. Spike Lee directed this true story of a black Colorado Springs police officer attempt to infiltrate the KKK. I see a lot of people not playing like, come on, I know this one. 12 years of slave. <laughs> A big thank you to all who choose to support Colorado Public Radio. Your generosity has created one of the state's largest media organizations owned in and committed to Colorado. It has allowed CPR News to expand state and local reporting. It has helped Indy 1023 and CPR Classical deliver the best in new, local, and timeless music. Thank you for making an impact with your gift. Thank you for making a difference for Colorado. This is Colorado Matters on CPR News and KRCC. I'm Chandra Thomas-Woodfield. Today is the last day of Black History Month, celebrating the major milestones and accomplishments of the Black community in Colorado and across the globe, which sometimes includes paying homage to the culture in the quirkiest of ways. This is Black Jeopardy! Yeah. All right, what up? What up, what up? Welcome to Black Jeopardy, the only Jeopardy where our prize money is paid in installments. <laughs> All right, I'm your host, Donnell Hayes. Today's contestants are Shanice. Hey. Rashad. What's cracking? And, oh, this is so exciting. All the way from Wakanda is T'Challa. Greetings, Donnell. I am a big fan of this program. Well, this might be the blackest black Jeopardy yet. Okay, let's go to all hell now for a hundred. Okay, the answer there, your barber has a two-hour wait, but he says there's an empty chair up front. Rashad. What is all hell no? There's a reason your chair empty. You're damn right. You're damn right there. You can end up looking like the weekend. You can. <laughs> all right, the board is yours. Very well. Let's go to all hell now. For 800. Okay. The policeman says there's been some robberies in your neighborhood and asks if you have any information. What is, not only do I tell this man what I know, but I also assist him in tracking down the offender. After all, our ministers of law enforcement are only here to protect us. Is this correct? It should be. <laughs> but uh, I'm thinking you haven't spent much time in America. <laughs> Let's just hear about today's prizes. Johnny! <laughs> that was SNL cast member Kenan Thompson and late actor Chadwick Bozeman from the Black Panther series spoofing the longtime game show Jeopardy. Hilarious. Turns out Colorado has its own version of Black Jeopardy. Well, kinda. 
and it's just as lively and fun as the SNL version. What is one black thing you wish Colorado had more of? Do I, do I even need a read? <laughs> is that A That's, or D? A, B, C, D? People, personas? Oh my God. All right, so what is one, what is one black... <laughs> What is one black thing you wish Colorado had more of? A, activities, black activities. People. Okay. B, nightlife. People. C, food. People. Or D, say it with me. People! <laughs> that was a little snippet from Black People Know Things, the black trivia event held monthly in Colorado at local breweries. I recently got the backstory from its original host and founder, Darian Wilson. What is Black People Know Things? Black People Know Things is a Black culture trivia and events company with trivia created for us, by us. Our goal is to celebrate Blackness in all shapes and forms, from the serious to the hilarious, and making Black culture and Black history fun and approachable for all people. So in essence, it's a Black trivia event that happens in Denver. Yes. Tell us how Black People Know Things came about. The summer of 2020, I attended a virtual trivia night with my wife and her former roommate. And I just agreed to do it because my wife really wanted to. You know, it wasn't really my thing. It was a really great, like, cross-country, like, virtual Zoom trivia during the pandemic. And so I did the trivia night, and I was absolutely terrible at it. I did not have a single <laughs> answer. And, you know, I'm not, you know, the smartest person in the room, but like I normally can help out a little bit. I know some things, you know, I'm a teacher, you know, I went to school as a, to be a history teacher. So I like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I know some things and I was absolutely no help to my team doing this trivia night <laughs> until the very last round, 90s R&B. And I was like, this one I got. I can carry the team this round. I know these songs. I know 90s R&B very, very well. This is in my wheelhouse. And it was like a moment where I was like, oh, man, I've gone to trivia nights before. I've done trivia nights before. And very rarely, minus like some music or maybe there'll be some athletes, but very rarely do they ever talk about black culture. Mm. And I was just kind of like sitting there. I was like, oh, man, we did two hours of trivia. And the last round was the only time where anyone black was mentioned. And I was just like, that really sucks. Like, I, And then I like started thinking. I was like. All the times I've ever been to trivia, when have they talked about someone who wasn't an athlete or a musician? After the trivia night was over, I was like, oh, that was actually kind of fun. I was like, I wonder if people that I know would want to do something like this. And so I started polling people on Facebook and talking to my friends who, you know, at this point, we lived in different places. I had moved to Denver. I had friends in Wisconsin. I had friends in New York. I had friends in Boston. And so I was like, hey, if I did just like this Zoom like trivia thing, like, but just kind of like to hang out and more or less just have a fun way to talk and connect. People said yes. And so I decided I was like, you know, what? let me just try to do one. And so we did our first ever Black People Know Things virtual event July of 2020. And we had about 15 people get on the Zoom and play with us. And people had a blast. We it was I scheduled it for like maybe an hour. I think we were on the Zoom call for like an hour and a half to like almost two and a half hours. Mm. Because people were just talking and laughing and 
I mean, I know not everyone wants to remember the year of 2020, but it was it was a dark year for a lot of people. There was a lot of stuff going on. A lot of us were trapped in the house during, you know, the COVID shutdown. And it was like, it really felt cool to just have two hours where a group of Black people from across the country, just to get on a Zoom call and just be able to like laugh and have fun and learn a little bit, you know, it was supposed to be fun where it isn't just all like, you know, textbook all these like hard, you know, history things that your teachers might ask you to make it fun and engaging and like ask the crowd for participation. And so we started having like debates on topics and people just started having a blast with it. And I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be like a one-off thing. Basically, like every month after that, we kept having more people sign on. We had more people join from different parts of the world that would just like hear about it from their friends. And I want to say after about five to six months of doing them online, I was like, oh, maybe I should just try this out, try to make this a thing. So it started making social media accounts. And then right when I started getting the ball rolling, we were doing them more often, like we were, you know, getting some following on social media, the pandemic, you know, the restrictions have started to loosen up. And as things started to open up, I was like, people are have Zoom fatigue, no one's going to want to go on Zoom for two hours. And so it just kind of kind of died off a little bit naturally. And basically, six months had gone by where we hadn't done really any events. And then February of 2022, I um, stumbled into a Black-owned brewery in uh, Denver called Wagwan Brewing Company. Uh, mm. They no longer exist, unfortunately. But I stumbled in there because I, I lived in the neighborhood, and I saw that they had posted on their social media they were doing a Black History Trivia Night. I was like, oh, man, I'll just go and like win this prize, whatever. I don't even like beer like that. <laughs> and I got there, and nobody was there. It was... Nobody. It was me. There was an older woman who was knitting at the bar. There was an older knitting woman. Knitting at the bar? Knitting at the bar. <laughs> That's interesting. Yep. There was another older woman who was reading a book like way away from the bar. And then there was one other woman who I don't remember what she was doing, but she was not there for trivia. <laughs> and so the host of the trivia got up and left. At that point, I, you know, I've already left my house. I paid for the babysitter. Like I might as well like stay and so I sat there with the bartender and for like two hours and I just like talked about, you know, oh, what made me come out tonight to the trivia night. And then I was like, yeah, one of the reasons that brought me out here is because I, I actually used to have a black trivia company. I used to do them on Zoom and her eyes like lit up. She was like, you need to do them here. You need to do this event here. And so this was February of 2022. And we had our first in-person event, April of 2022. I think we got like 20 people that showed up to play trivia. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good for a first off event. And but as soon as it was over, people were so excited. They were like, oh, my God, this was so fun. Like, so then we get to uh, June and we are packing out the place. We're having to pull in chairs from outside. We have to play wow. on the patio because there's so many. Uh, Wagwan was a very small space. I think their capacity was like 45 people. <laughs> wow. And so uh, like by June, our trivia nights were getting about 75 people. And we're like literally having to like close off the parking lot so we can sit in the parking lot, like get louder speakers so we can hear outside. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, people like really loved it and were really like drawn to the events. And I was just like blown away. I was like, I didn't think people like like trivia like this. Like I was not expecting anywhere near this type of like success or positivity around it. It's just kind of grown from there. And uh, April of 2023, Spangalang Brewery reached out. And then we started doing things with Spangalang, which has been an amazing partnership to be able to do black events in what was the black cultural hub of Denver and 
most of the Southwest, honestly, outside of Texas for a very long time um, in Five Points. So it's been really, really cool. My name is Norman Harris. I am a co-owner and manager of the Spangalang Brewery, a black-owned brewery based in the Five Points neighborhood. They've been hosting these activations here at Spangalang Brewery, feels like for about seven or eight months, and it's just been phenomenal. It creates a safe space for our community to come and have a good time and do something different than probably just normal average things that happen in bar settings. Well, how would you describe the event? I'd say it's dynamic. You know, it's not your average trivia. For one, it's primarily based in African-American culture, but there is a usually a um, pretty dynamic host who's engaging. The crowd is it's quite interactive. So it's just a fun time for everybody involved. And uh, I unfortunately ended up having to move away to the, uh, the New England area and the day when I told Spangalang that I was moving, they were like, okay, well, how are we going to keep doing these events? <laughs> wow. And I was like, um, I'm not sure because I've been doing everything myself. Um, <laughs> so, I, you, so you have handed this off and you have continued to manage it from afar, including having the host Chanel and also moving to the different breweries in the Denver area. Yep. And Chanel I mean, yeah. is the host of Black People Know Things primarily and chanel is a comedian yes i understand yeah chanel is a stand-up comedian one of like been voted multiple times as like one of the funniest comedians in denver a denver native was born and raised in denver and so i knew like oh chanel like has the skills to do it because it does take a little bit of comedic effort and it takes a little bit of that to not just be like getting quiz because I've been to trivia nights where you're just getting quizzed and you feel like you're back in high school. We're going to like have fun with it and make it so it's like lighthearted where if you don't know something, you're like, ha ha. It but sounds no. like really this event is about people wanting to connect. And of course, I mean, it is natural that people want to connect with other people who they share different interests with, in this case, uh, culturally, you know, as being a Black person or an African-American. It's people learning, having fun, but also connecting through the Black trivia. Absolutely. That's what I started this event for, was to make friends. I'm glad y'all come and y'all have fun and do trivia and get, you know, your beer certificates for the brewery. Like, that to me was the big thing. Like, Denver is a city that has a lot of transplants. It's a city that has people who may not have roots in the city of Denver or the state of Colorado. And for me, like that was one of the hardest things, like leaving somewhere where I lived most of my life. You know, I was actually born in Denver. That's like the thing I always forget to talk about. I was mm. born in Denver. My dad's whole family grew up in Denver. Like they still live in Denver, but I, you know, I didn't grow up in Denver. I lived in Denver for maybe like two years when I was a baby. And so I was just like desperate to have connections with black people so that was important to me to just like create a space where black people can feel safe and comfortable and be celebrated. Cause I think that's one thing when I think about like the trivia night that I went to virtually that kind of inspired the idea, like, mm -hmm. Oh, this person, like, you know, they weren't trying to be offensive, but they didn't make an effort to like celebrate how important black culture and black history has been not only to black people, but to the entire history of this country and this world. And I'd wanted to create a space where, those things can be celebrated, even if it's the, you know, I like to, you know, joke about we we celebrate ratchet stuff. We celebrate great stuff. We celebrate everything in between. <laughs> we could talk about reality TV on the same tribute night where we talk about someone who was the first black NASA engineer. Like we can we run the gamut because 
everything about our culture is worthy of being celebrated. It's kind of like triggers that like collective nostalgia that kind of just comes from being black, being black in America. We have such a densely populated nostalgia of the things that we grew up on, the things that we uh, like unlock core memories, not to use from like inside out, but like we have things that we all kind of experienced one way or the other that even if you didn't grow up in the same city you didn't grow up in the same like part of the world and you mentioned something you're like oh man like one of our favorite questions that we always use for like thanksgiving is like what's one food that's cooked to like bring good luck in the new year and then everyone's like wait y'all did black eyed peas for good luck for new year's too wait but you grew up in atlanta but wait you grew up in denver oh wait you grew up in wisconsin like yeah we all <laughs> did this <laughs> and it's like that collective like oh wow like we really are like the diaspora is real whether you're where you're from where you grew up you know you may pronounce things differently you may have a different name for them but we all have like this collective beautiful experience and i want to just find a way to celebrate that and that's kind of where black people know things has got us awesome darian thanks so much all right. Thank you all. Excited to hear y'all hear these trivia questions and get a small glimpse of what we're like. And maybe you'll catch us in public sometime. That was Darian Wilson, founder of the popular Black culture focused trivia event here in Colorado, Black People Know Things. It happens monthly at local breweries in Denver. You just heard how it came about. Now you get to experience it. When we come back, we take you to a special Colorado Matters, Colorado Black History edition of Black People Know Things at Spangalang Brewery, a Black-owned brewery located in the heart of Denver's historic Five Points community. You'll hear the question that stumped both teams and the one that cost the losing team some major bragging rights. Here's a hint. This is Colorado Matters on CPR News and KRCC. It's Black History Month. Find stories from the Black community and Black creators on CPR Podcasts, Systemic, and Off the Walls. I just felt like I had a responsibility to think about people who fought for racial equality. It was like my blossom season. Like, I was opening up to become this woman. It feels good to be heard. It really does feel really good to be heard. Listen to Systemic and Off the Walls wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're closing out Black History Month with a little fun and some learning with a special Colorado Matters, Colorado Black History edition of Black People Know Things. The Black culture-focused trivia event began online in 2020 as an outlet aimed at qualming cabin fever during the COVID-19 pandemic shutdowns. It has since evolved into a pretty popular in-person event held monthly at local breweries here in Denver. I recently got the chance to sit in and play along with the crowd at Spangalang Brewery, a Black-owned venue located in Denver's historic Five Points community. And I must say, it was fun, funny, and informative, too. 
Welcome to Black People Know Things. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. My name is Graffiti. This is a special edition of Colorado Black History Black People Know Things. And we got four rounds of trivia. We got history, TV and film, music, and then majority wins. All right? So when y'all get y'all team names, let me know so I can shout out the teams, all right? We already got it, man. We you got, got it? it? All right, this table right here, what's your team name? We are the black enthusiasts. Best believe we are the choosiest. Oh. Mess with us, it'll be dubious. Ooh. Bars. Black, so we get so, so that was a lot of bars. So y'all are the black enthusiasts? And yeah, and look, I'm Holly Renee from Around the Way. If you haven't okay. learned, you're going to learn today. All right. Um, I hope one of y'all can rap. All right, next table, what's up? That was a long, long team name. So yeah. that's what's yeah. up. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We don't have Dr. Seuss on our team. Oh, disc records. So we are reparations in the form of a white folding chair. I know, that's right. The Alabama Slumber? Reparation. Wait, I got to say that every time? The whole every time. name. Remind them. Reparations <laughs> in the form of a white folding chair. Yes, and we sir. remember what happened in the folding chair. It went straight into the lake. Mm. This is a rap battle. Y'all ready to play the game? What's up? All right, so first round is history, and it's Colorado black history. What is the name of the historical black neighborhood in Denver? This should be a layup. All right, moving on. Second question. This campground in Colorado opened in 1928 and was the only summer camp facility catering to black people west of the Mississippi River. I know it. Some famous visitors included Lena Horne, Langston Hughes, and Zora Neale Hurston. Good? All right, let's keep it moving. Question number three. The Black American West Museum is based in the home of this woman who was the first licensed black woman physician in Colorado. Okay, the confidence shot up a little bit. Y'all might know something around here, okay? Okay, y'all good? Good? Keep it moving? Let's go. Oh, man, okay. That one had me stuck a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. All right, number four. This now abandoned town in Well County was the first all-black town in Colorado from 1910 to 1948. It was lived in and operated by all-black farmers. Question number five. This iconic black businesswoman, philanthropist, and beauty entrepreneur started her million-dollar business while living in Denver Done. in 1907. Done. Mm-hmm. Y'all got it? Be ready. That's the first round. Y'all make some noise for the first round. <laughs> I'm going to grade these real quick. I'm going to grade these real quick, and then, uh, and then we'll get back to it. Okay, 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 okay. All right, let's get to the scores. So, black enthusiasts. Y'all want to go ahead and let the people know your score? Go ahead and speak to the mic. We got four. They got four. They got four. So, what are we looking like over there? We, we have got five. Five. Hey. 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 Reparations in the form of a white folding chair. <laughs> that name is crazy. They <laughs> got five. Black mm-hmm. enthusiasts got four. Let us know the answer. Would you like us to do that since we, we got them all right? That. Since y'all got them. <laughs> let's give, let's give the answers. One. The historic community in Denver would be the five points. Hey. Medean, hit them with number two. Number two, number two. This was one of the camps that housed black people in Colorado. Lincoln Hills went by the name of Camp Nazoni. Hey. Hey. Now, Ayante, when we talk about number three, we're talking about the Black American West Museum. Mm -hmm. 
that is currently housed inside of the home of Dr. Justina Ford, who delivered at least that. 700 babies Amen. in there. Yes, right. yes, yes. Medea, hit him with number four. Uh, you want me to give him number four? Number four. Number four. Right. Number four. When we talk about black farmers in Colorado, the soil is rich. You know what I mean? Come on now. Red for the blood, black Four for the colors. people, green for the rich lands of Africa. Well. That would be Deerfield, Colorado, oh, which is actually a fun fact up for national park status. We'll see how that goes. Keep going. Go, go, go. Yes, yes. Number five. <laughs> number five. Number five. Shout out to the hot comb. Mm. Shout out to all the love that Madam C.J. Walker did Madam for the community. Madam C.J. Walker. C.J. Walker self-made millionaire. And that was brought to you by reparations in the form of a white folding <laughs> chair. <laughs> <laughs> snap, 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 Yep. I'm not going to lie, history is, is usually the hardest one, and y'all did that pretty good. So, you know, let's clap it up for black people actually knowing black history in Colorado. That's a good thing to see. That's a good thing to see. All right, TV and film. TV and film. First question. Having attended Denver East High and Metro State, this woman known for her incredible roles during the black exploitation era still lives just outside of Denver. Y'all got it? Do I need to read it again? Got it? Second question. Spike Lee directed this true story of a black Colorado Springs police officer attempt to infiltrate the KKK. I see a lot of people not playing like, come on, I know this one. 12 years of slave. It's not do the right thing. It is not do the right thing. Y'all still talking over there. Y'all got it? This table's flexing with their confidence. I don't we don't have to do brag. We don't have to boast. Because what we got is already the most. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Question number three. This actor, famous for his roles in Hotel Rwanda, House of Lies, next, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe graduated from Denver East High School. Bellows. By that reaction, that's the one y'all was waiting on. So I hope everybody got that Tony one right Stark. here. <laughs> you said Sydney Portier. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. James Samuel wrote and produced this Netflix film with many ties to Colorado, including portrayals of James Beckworth, a founder of a town in Pueblo, Nat Love, who helped the railroad industry in Denver, and Kathy Williams, a Buffalo soldier who lived in Trinidad, Colorado. Moving on, question number five. Growing up in Fort Collins and Denver, this woman was the first black person to ever win an Oscar. Yep, I know. First black person to ever win an Oscar, and she grew up in Fort Collins and Denver. What'd y'all think of that? Was that a little bit easier or tougher? Everybody out there that's not playing, y'all doing good in y'all imaginary ballots? Good, okay. Then we're gonna go over the questions, right? I'm going to ask the questions, and I want y'all to yell them out, okay? I want y'all to yell them out. Everybody in here, if you think you know it, too, go ahead and yell it out. And we're going to grade it like that. You ready? All right, so for TV and film, first question was, having attended Denver East High in Metro State, this woman known for her incredible roles during the black exploitation era still lives just outside of Denver. Who was that? Pam Greer. That was Pam Greer. Yeah, black coffee. Number two was Spike Lee directed this true story 
of a black Colorado Springs police officer attempt to infiltrate the KKK. What was that? Black Klansman. That was Black Klansman, yeah. All right, all right, all right. All right, number three. This actor, famous for his roles in Hotel Rwanda, House of Lies, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, graduated from East High School. We know this one. Who was that, y'all? Come on. Don Cheeto. Don Cheeto. Don Cheeto. All right. So this Netflix movie, right, had many ties to Colorado, including portrayals of James Beckworth, Nat Love, and Kathy Williams. What movie was this? Come on, yeah. Amazing movie, amazing movie, The Heart of the Fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Growing up in Fort Collins and Denver, this woman was the first black person to ever win an Oscar. Who was that, y'all? Hattie McDaniel. Yeah. Hey, the defiant Hattie McDaniel, because she made her speech anyway, even though they told her she couldn't speak. I, I know that's right. Yes, sir. The defiant Hattie McDaniel. Come on, my lady warrior queen. Come on, come on. Tell them, come kick on. that knock. Come on. Score update. Cool, cool, cool. So score update. Black enthusiasts, what's your score? Nine. Yeah, they got all those right, so they're at nine right now. Black reparations in the form of a white folding chair. We got two handfuls. We got ten. They we got, got ten, ten of them. Ten they still points. up all right, one. All right, all right. They still up one. Can they maintain the lead on this next round? I don't know. This next round is pretty fun, y'all. This next round is music. Music, music, music. How y'all feel about music? Y'all feel confident? I play nine instruments. Let's go. I know you feel confident. So listen, this one's a little bit different. What I'm going to do to start out the music round is I'm going to play a snippet of a song, okay? And y'all have to write what song that is. <laughs> All right, here we go. Y'all ready? Yes, we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. You got to write the title and the artist. All right. All right. <laughs> question two. No snippet this time. This is a question. We'll know if we aren't fine. Oh, man. Okay. This table will fly. Ignoring y'all. All right. Question number two. This hip-hop duo met at Manual High School and would create this full-time platinum single in 1993. The song is a 90s party staple and was recently used in a Geico commercial. Question number three. About to get y'all with this one. I got another snippet for you real quick. You gotta listen close, okay? It was requested that I shorten the snippets. I feel like you're gonna regret that. Write the name of the artist in the song, not gonna lie. If you're not really tapped in with Colorado, <laughs> this one's on you. All right, ready? That's it. That's all I could give you. If I give you any more, it's the vocals, and then it gets a little too easy. That's all I can give you. It good? Was, it, the clip is legit. All right, all right. That's plenty of time. So. That's too much. Thank you. <laughs> It's a lot of confidence. Y'all think y'all about to come back on this one? Y'all about to get up on this one? This is where we tie. You said a half a point for half the answer? No, nah, we ain't giving no half points. Let me ask my, uh, general, my general consensus. Should they get a half a point for half the answer, hey. audience? Nah, and no. Nada. Ain't working. All right, number four. This bluegrass. Mm. Mm. I want to see y'all face. Let me let that breathe for a minute. Mm. Bluegrass artist from Denver is considered one of the best living banjo players alive. His 2003 breakthrough album told tales of race, class, and politics. 
All right, so we got another snippet for y'all real quick. I'm going to play the snippet right about now. Some of them got to be a layup. I mean, y'all got it like that. How about a bonus on that? Yeah, that, some of them have to be a layup. Because y'all were stuck on the last one. Y'all listen to Bluegrass, but y'all know that one. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. We're going to go through the same way we did it last time. I'm going to say it out loud. And then we're going to go through them. All right. Question number one. What was the answer? What was that song? After the love is gone, earth, wind, and fire. And it was earth, wind, and fire, but it was not after the love is gone. It was reasons. The reasons that we're here. How y'all didn't know reasons? Come on, man. And that's why I love us, because y'all show did sing that song. Y'all show did. All right. <laughs> Question number two. This hip-hop duo met at Manual High School and would create this four times platinum single in 1993. Tag team back again. Let's go. It's tag team, but what is the name of the song? There it is. Woo. Woo. Y'all, y'all played yourself on that one. The song. Is Tag obvious. team back again. So number three, I played this song. All right. I'm just letting it rock. Y'all can tell me the answers if you know who this is. Well, well, it says we got it wrong, so I just want to take a wild guess. Old man Saxon, home. Okay. But all right. Old man Saxon, home. Old man Saxon. What's the name of the song? Home. 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 It's the perils. Who said that? The perils. Yeah, that's why y'all got it right. All right, number four. We said this bluegrass artist from Denver is considered one of the best living banjo players alive. His 2003 breakthrough album told tales of race, class, and politics. Nobody got that one. Anybody out there know that one? You said Otis, come on, Otis Taylor. Otis Taylor and the album is White African. So go listen to that whenever y'all can. Otis Taylor. <laughs> yeah. All right. This one was obvious. I played, I played, I played the snippet. What was number five, y'all? It was Rangeview High School graduate, India Ari. Let's go with the Her India Her father Ari. was a Denver Nugget. What was the name of the song? Brown Skin. Brown Skin. Y'all know that one? All right. What was y'all score? We are now at 13. They are now at 13. Make some noise. The total number of disciples plus Jesus. Ooh. Okay, book of Clarence. All right. All right, all right, all right. Black enthusiasts. We are at 11. They are at 11. Let's make some noise for them. So this next round. Wait, 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 wait. Uh -oh. Sorry, excuse me. What's up? This next round, can we count half answers? It's not possible because it's not that type of round, and I'm going to get to that right now. This one is my personal favorite. It's majority wins, right? So it is multiple choice. There is no technical correct answer. It's just whatever you think everybody's going to say, that's the answer. So whatever you would assume the majority is going to choose, that's the answer, okay? So we're going to start like this. Which neighborhood do you most want to save from gentrification? Oh. Hello, is there an all of the above answer? <laughs> That's I how we for all of the above. Please. That's how we could. I would agree. Hey, my soul. Huh? All of Majority the above. wins. Time Majority breaker. wins. <laughs> all right. So listen. 
I'm gonna read it again because that's powerful. Which neighborhood do you most want to save from gentrification? A, five points. B, Park Hill. C, Northside. D, far northeast. All of the above. Okay. So, questions. Mm -hmm. And remember, we're choosing what we think everybody would choose, okay? This majority wins. All right, man, we're going we to move on to the next question. Y'all should have it by now. Who is the best athlete to come out of Colorado? I'm going to slap this microphone. Who is the best athlete to come out of Colorado? A, Chauncey, King of the Hill Billups. B, Vincent Jackson. C, Philip Lindsay. D, Mallory Swanson. Remember, majority rules. So we're going to move on. Listen, what is your favorite black-owned business in Colorado? All of the above. I know that's right. Let's make some noise for All of the above ain't on here, but that's the real answer. A, be a good person. B, Welton Street Cafe. Them honey hots, though. Mm, them honey hots. C, Cleo Parker, Robinson Dance. Oh, how do you choose? Or D, this little place called Spangaline. Spangaline, Spangaline, Spangaline. All right, four, listen up. When you think of black Colorado, what do you think of first? A, Air Force. B, Cowboys slash American West. C, sports. Weed. I hear a lot of... A certain answer that ain't on here. Um, D, jazz slash Harlem of the West. That one. Oops. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. Uh, hey, I'm a all winner right. regardless. Number five. What is one black thing you wish Colorado had more of? Black, black do, I, do I even need a reason? <laughs> is that A That's, through D, A, B, C, D, people, personas? Oh, my God. All right. So what is one, what is one black... <laughs> What is one black thing you wish Colorado had more of? A, activities, black activities. People. Okay. B, nightlife. People. C, food. People. Or D, say it with me. People. People. <laughs> All right, we're about to run through the majority wins answers, all right? Y'all ready? So which neighborhood do you most want to save from gentrification? What was the answer that everybody thought everyone would say? Five, five points. Yeah, yeah, it was five points. Hey. The answer is all of them, but we're going to five points, five points. All right. Who is the best athlete to come out of Colorado? That's what, I wanted. what was the majority answer? Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups. Y'all said Chauncey Billups. G-Dub. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. It's my bella, but I'll allow it. Uh, what is your favorite black-owned business in Colorado? What did everybody say? This is about to get interesting. What did everybody say? Welton Street. We said Welton Street Cafe. Y'all said Welton Street Cafe? What did y'all say? Spangalang. They said Spangalang. The owner of Spangalang told us to select Welton Street Cafe. Mm. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> but what did the people say? What did the what people, did the people say? say? What, what did the people say? The people, right, the, people said, the people said all of the above. 50% of the people said one thing. So listen, it don't work like that. If, if y'all didn't say it, there's no points. But I'm asking people anyway, so I want to know. I want to know what did y'all say? What was your favorite black Cleo owned business? Parker. They said Cleo. Cleo? They said Cleo. Cleo? Oh, the people It's a tie. Cleo. 
Okay. Nope. <laughs> Number four. When you think of Black Colorado, what do you think of first? What did everybody say? Everybody said weed, but that wasn't an option. <laughs> what did everybody say on the paper? Harlem of the West. Harlem of the West. What did we say over here? Harlem of the West. All right, all right. Jazz and Harlem of the West. Jazz and Harlem of the West. All right, last one. What is one black thing you wish Colorado had more of? People. No things. Beaches. Black people, no things. You see how that goes around? Y'all make some noise for black people, no things. And we're going to run through these final scores. Black enthusiasts, what's your final score? Our final score is 16. 16. Y'all make some noise for black enthusiasts getting 16 of them answers correct. Knowing things. Reparations for black people in the, the form of chairs. a white folding chair. I got it. For the sixth time. Uh oh, still undefeated? Still undefeated? Six times. Woo. We are declared the winners once again. Hey, what's your final 17 score? 17 points. 17, 17 points. points. They only got y'all by one. Y'all could have dethroned them. That again was a special Colorado Black History edition of Black People Know Things. When we come back, we'll hear what some of those just watching thought about the event and what they learned. This is Colorado Matters on CPR News and KRCC. Barney Ford escaped slavery in Virginia in the mid-1800s, taught himself to read and write, and eventually came to Colorado with his wife, Julia, seeking a fortune in gold. Once here, he learned that mine claims were denied to African-Americans, so the entrepreneurial Ford made other opportunities for himself. First, a barbershop, destroyed in the Great Denver Fire of 1863. Then other businesses, including hotels, and eventually he became known as the King of Restaurateurs and a civic leader, nominated to the territorial legislature in 1873, where he worked to get universal suffrage in the new state constitution. As he wrote his enslaver many years earlier, I can do better by myself than I can with you. And he proved it many times over with far-reaching and pioneering efforts for black Americans. A Colorado postcard from CPR with the support of Coble and Company. Welcome back to Colorado Matters on CPR News and KRCC. I'm Chandra Thomas-Whitfield. Today we're closing out Black History Month with a little fun and some learning with a special Colorado Matters, Colorado Black History edition of Black People Know Things. As you just heard, our special guest host for the night, Leonard Graffiti Johnson, seemed to keep the two teams and those watching with me in the audience at Spangalang Brewery in Denver's historic Five Points community pretty crunk and engaged. My name is Medean, last name is Holmes. I live in Green Valley Ranch. How did you get involved in Black People Know Things? Yeah, so we saw them post out their ad about the Black People Know Things trivia. And um, anytime you see something that says black and people in Colorado, you gravitate. So we came, we saw, we conquered. What has the experience been like? You know, it actually has been extremely uplifting just to be reminded about the history that we hold. Oftentimes, our history is the story that's, that's written out. And so to be able to lean in and to understand who you are, where you came from, and the resilience that's behind you that lifts you up, it's just amazing. It's beautiful and it's uplifting. And it also just seems like a ton of fun. Oh my goodness, fun is not even the, it doesn't even do it justice. We come together, we gather, we have a good time, we laugh. 
We love, so yes, it absolutely is a lot of fun. Are you from here? Born and raised. So what is it meant to you to have this type of event in your hometown? As a black woman, it means everything. To be able to come and to have conversations and to deliberate about who you are and what's happened in your city. A lot of people don't know about the rich history that we have access to here, right here in Colorado. So much has happened here that has shaped and informed so much in society. So to be able to just sit in it, to celebrate it, to honor it, and to listen to how others come and learn about it, that also is a benefit. Ayante Anderson, and I live in Park Hill, Denver. Tell us about your background with Black People Know Things. We started coming right after the Alabama brawl that happened and we named our team reparations through the form of a white folding chair. And we have been consistent at these events and we are now six time champions after winning here tonight. Uh, this was the closest win that we've ever had as a team. We have usually won and outpaced the other teams by a significant margin. A lot of folks say that there's not really a black community in Denver, but when you get together in events like this and spaces like this, you really appreciate the black community that we have. We are excited to know our history, but also to just be a part of community. This is a good gathering of community. Daisha Levy and I live in Atlanta. So you're visiting. Well, I'm originally from here, so I've had a taste of Atlanta and Denver events, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it seems like everyone was in a good mood and laughing. Absolutely, it was so positive. I thought that this is something that Denver really needs, honestly. Why do you think it's needed here? It lacks culture. Culture here is non-existent, honestly, compared to other places. So it's nice to have a place where we can come together, learn things, and just fellowship and have a sense of community. Earl White, I live in Aurora, Colorado. Was this your first time coming out to Black People Know Things? I've actually been to the Black People Know Things Tinder date, and then I've also been to another Black People Know Things trivia night. You keep coming back, so what do you love about it? Um, I just love the camaraderie. I love the fact that we're actually able to assemble together and that we're able to, you know, really learn more because this was actually my first time really learning a lot about Colorado black history. Like, I mean, I kind of knew like about Don Cheadle and Madam T.J. Walker, but I didn't actually know that they graduated from like schools around the area. Wow, that's awesome. I am the Hashim Coates. <laughs> no, it's a... <laughs> And I live in Aurora, but I was born and raised in Denver, in Park Hill. The experience has been good. Um, it's just good to always come together and have that, that opportunity to re-energize and power up from just kindred spirits. And you walk in, you see somebody, you speak, and you just act like you're old friends. And you might be strangers, it's your first time meeting. Why would you say events like this are very important to have here in Denver and in Colorado? It's a fostering of kindred spirits. There's lots of celebration, lots of different dynamics and ethnicities. So I think it's good that we actually have this and everyone's welcome to play. But yeah, it's always a welcoming space. My name is Holly Renee. I live in Aurora, Colorado, originally from Denver, Colorado. This was your first time competing at Black People Know Things. Tell us about your experience. I had a phenomenal experience and just the questions were so thought-provoking and I just truly enjoyed myself 
What does it mean to you to know that on a monthly basis you can come out and engage in black trivia here in Colorado? You know, knowledge is power and we have a lot of rich history. We always talk about what we don't have in Colorado. Why don't we be positive and be optimists and focus on what we do have here? We have some of the richest legacy west of the Mississippi River, so we need to focus on that. Philip Bailey, Diane Reeves, Pam Greer, Chauncey Billups, David Thompson. I mean, the list goes on and on. Leonard Graffiti Johnson. I live in Denver, Colorado, um, native born and raised. I grew up in Montbello. For Northeast Denver. So this was your first time guest hosting for Black People Know Things. What was it like? I had a blast. Everybody had fun. It was a lot of smiling faces. They actually knew the answers. And when I was reading the questions, I was like, nobody's going to know these. They got them. So that, that made me happy. Well, I guess I've been here long enough because I knew the answers too. <laughs> and I did not look at the cheat sheet, although it was available to me. What do you think about the fact that there is this regular opportunity to commune with people and also learn black trivia? The black trivia part, it's amazing because yes, we're having fun, we're asking questions, it's fun. But it is black people educating. And tonight was special because it was Colorado black history. And you know, you might go say that in public in this area one day and they're like, Colorado has black history? So just, just to educate people on that, or somebody, I seen a few faces in there that were like, wow, I didn't realize we could do a whole category of music and only talk Colorado. I thought it was amazing. I think it's major, especially with it being, you know, uh, broadcast and CPR and every everything you guys covering it. We have to start utilizing these platforms to emphasize where we are more. Uh, you get a lot of people, a lot of towners that come in and they say, hey, where are all the black people at in Denver? Uh, we're here. <laughs> you know, we are here. So we have to start emphasizing where we are and what we do here. Any words that you want to share as we close out Black History Month 2024? Black history is, is our history. It's the world's history. Uh, black culture is pop culture. So, you know, just, just learn. Just educate yourself. And, and outside of February, just stay with it. Great point. There's lots of amazing Colorado Black history out there for us all to learn. Special thanks to Black People Know Things founder Darian Wilson, along with Norman Harris and Erica Wright from Spangling Brewery for making that special event happen for us here at Colorado Matters. We also want to thank our CPR production team members, Justin Peacock and Michael Hughes, for their work on this segment. That's our show for today. I'm Chandra Thomas-Whitfield. This is Colorado Matters on CPR News and KRCC. Mm -hmm.